Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims and killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them and that he was also a necrophiliac. You are now listening to Grimy True Crimes with your host, Maddie Mack. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Grinding Through Crime with your host, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today, Gabby Gabby, and our other host of the show, Todd Fox, and we are here live again, breaking down another true crime story that's taking place, but before we get into the story, I want to let you guys know where you can find us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, just type in the grind, you can follow our pages. Also, if you're listening on your podcast, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. And now you can also find us officially on Pandora. We just got on Pandora, and you can listen to us on there as well. We are so excited about that. We thank everyone for listening in. because Without you guys listening, we wouldn't be nothing. So we appreciate all you guys listening in and downloading our podcast. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, well, with that all out the way uh gabby gab is breaking down the story today and just today she's going to break down two stories uh one is a pretty brief one but the other one could take up the rest of the time uh i don't know what it's about so without further ado let's give it to gabby gab on this one all right guys so i have two stories the first one is pretty small but i wanted to mention it because it turns out this person is eligible for parole in 2024. Wow, so, that's right around the corner. Yeah, three years from now. No, maybe a little over. Three years from now, she's going to be eligible for that. And I'm pissed about it. I don't want what? her to come out, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Okay. So her name is Susan Leigh Smith. Her normal name is, it's hard to pronounce, but it's Boggin. But That's Smith, close enough. <laughs> Smith is because of her husband. Okay. So she was born September 26, 1971. And I won't tell you yet what she did, but um, it got a lot of attention, this story, apparently, and I hadn't heard about it. Somebody mentioned it to me, actually, so I looked her up. Um, what happened in her case and the lies she came up with is what made people mad. Hmm. So this woman, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her background first. She did not have a stable home, as most of the murderers that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Something's always up in their family. Yeah, so that's she true. didn't have a good family. Her father committed suicide when she was only six years old. Dang. Wow. And she attempted suicide at age 13. I wonder why. Yeah. Her mother, she married another man. His name was Beverly Russell. And he was a member of the Christian Coalition Church. Later, it turned out, of course, as most pastors, I would say, do, he had molested her when she was a teenager. Jeez. Sounds about right. So after she graduated high school in 1989, she made a second attempt to kill herself. Damn. After a married man that she had been having an affair with ended the relationship. So she tried to kill herself after that. Dang. Then she married marry David Smith. They had two sons. The relationship was rocky. They, you know, always 
threw at each other that one or the other was cheating. So eventually they separated, but they separated repeatedly. So they kept like splitting and coming back, splitting and coming back. So there was allegations that a little before the murders that she committed, her stepfather, the, the pastor, pastor, he uh, apparently, her and him, were still having sexual relations. Whoa. Whoa. Up until six months before the murders that she committed. Wow. Whoa. Now I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to tell you, those murders were in the family. Who do you think it was that she... Oh, well, you said that she's continuing the relationship with the stepfather. So in her mind, she might be wanting to be more than just a little fun play. So I'm thinking she killed her mother to get her out the way. And she probably got mad at her stepfather for some strange reason. She didn't, he didn't do it right or whatever. And she probably killed him. Okay. Did, did she have siblings? It doesn't say anything about siblings. She, okay. I believe she's the only child. I think she wiped out all three. Maybe all the, three? the husband, the, the stepfather, and the uh, the mom. Okay. Well, they are family, but no, you guys are way off. What? Wow, okay. The mom ain't, didn't get whacked? Unfortunately, the ones she killed were her own. Oh, oh dang. Jeez. So, October 25th, 1994, she reported that to the police. This is why people were mad. She reported that a black man carjacked her car with her sons in it. What what's what state was she in? Uh, what state was this? Good question. Doesn't even say. Only only because I would if she's going to play the black card, it must have been in a primarily white neighborhood or city to mm -hmm. fur to further like push the escalation of things up you know so that, she probably thought of that is what i'm saying i have to agree with you on that one because i don't think she would have done that in a in a state I, where it's predominantly you know like based on where she was incarcerated it might be south carolina but oh, that makes that makes sense way. yep that makes sense makes total sense yeah oh dirty south race relations yep yep incarceration was there but it never said anything about where she was living okay so yeah so she reported that her car was carjacked right and they made a composite of the sketch of the alleged carjacker but they felt that's what gave them like the feeling that she wasn't saying the truth they said it was too generic so it described half of the african-american men who lived in that community mm. there was nothing that stood out about that composite so for nine days not to cut you off, not to cut you off, but that was probably one of the first times the detective actually did something smart. <laughs> yeah, that, that right away they knew, like, wait, yeah. If so, in our other cases, we've had some very bad detectives and police working, but yeah. smart on them. All of them. <laughs> so for nine days, she was making dramatic pleas on national television for the boy's safe return, although she knew she had already killed him. Wow, wow. that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Following the investigation, um, they just went into an intensive investigation and everybody was searching for the kids. On November 3rd, 1994, uh, she finally confessed that she let her car roll into the, the lake, John D. Long Lake, and she drowned them inside. Uh, why? Her motivation, here's her motivation, supposedly. 
It was to facilitate a relationship she had with a local wealthy, wealthy man, Tom Finlay. Prior to her killing the kids, he had sent her a letter ending the relationship and letting her know he didn't want children. So she said there was really no motive. She didn't plan the murders, that she was not in the right state of mind. So in order to keep the man who didn't want children, she decided to kill hers. But, but, that, but that's no guarantee he would have took her if she didn't. I agree. Yeah, he had already ended the relationship, but her stupid butt thought, oh, well, he's rich and I want him, so I got to get the kids out of the way. So later, the investigation revealed that the detectives doubted her from the beginning. You know, they didn't believe it. They thought they definitely from the start believed that it was her. Mm -hmm. By the second day of the investigation, they suspected that she knew their location and hoped that the kids were still alive. But they started the search and they started on the lake, too. Um, It turned out the bodies were eventually found there, but initially... They couldn't locate the car because they thought it was within 30 feet of the shore. It turned out to be 122 feet from the shore. Oh, dang. Dang, how'd it go so far out? Yeah, it went pretty far. After missing for two days, Smith and the strange husband, they had to have a polygraph test. But the biggest breakthrough of this case was her description of the carjacking location. It turned out she claimed that a traffic light turned red, causing her to stop. And that's why her car was jacked, right? Mm-hmm. However, it was determined that that light, if there was no cars around, that light wouldn't have been red. So there was no reason why she would have stopped in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. So that conflicted with her statement. That's how they figured, no, something's wrong right here. Those lights didn't work that way. Since there was no cars around, as she claimed, she had to have a green light. Oh, because they were on sensor. They were on sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they knew that was a lie. And her defense psychiatrist told them that she was dependent personality disorder. That's what she had and major depression. So that's what had caused her to kill her children. Jeez. She was incarcerated there in South Carolina, I guess. Yeah. And her during the incarceration at Camille, Camille Griffin Graham Correctional Institute, two of the officers had sex with her. What? So so they were charged. Lieutenant Houston Cagle and Captain Alfred R. Rowe. Captain? Yeah. Dang. Oh, Captain, my captain. I was going to say that. Hey, man, (laughs) we know. (laughs) (laughs) They heard that coming from the jail cell. Oh, Captain, my captain. (laughs) Oh, God. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. So after that, that's when she was moved to the Leaf Correctional Institute in Greenwood. She will be eligible for parole in November 2024. Wow. So how long was she? Well, has she been there? So let's say 1994. November 94 to 24. Just 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. 20 something years. So it's 2014 would be 20 years. So yeah, 2024 will be 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. How old were the kids, does it say? The babies were three years old and 14 months. So Wow. That's a little a, over a year old and three. Wow. They and and at that age, you don't even know how to 
like get out of a situation like that. You 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 just you're suffering. They'll put them in the car, buckle them up, and then the car goes in. What are the babies gonna? Yeah, do? the the oh man. So yeah, those kids <clears throat> suffered horribly. My thing is, look, in this country, it's still legal to to give up your kids the rights to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like obviously, the state, as much as they don't, no matter what state you're in, appear to not care. If you're going to say, hey, look, I'm going to kill these kids if you don't take them off my hands, I'm pretty sure they're going to take them off your hands. You know, you go to, to to leave them somewhere. I mean, not I mean, OK, if she leaves them on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah, she can go to jail for that. And I get that. But if you if you you could still go in this country to places and be like, look, I can't handle these kids. I can't afford these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a, you could even make up that you have a drug problem and they'll take your kids, you know. Uh, yeah, best will take your kids. I mean, why did she feel the need to just off them like that? That's I agree, man. I guess you know, with her mental issues, she felt like this is the quickest way, or she she might have even got annoyed at him. You know, at eleven months old, and she was probably crying and just screaming at the top of her lung, and she just was like, "Screw this!" At the moment, she might have been very impulsive and just acted in the moment along with her mental issues not excusing her whatsoever but i agree with you man if, it, if it's that bad to a point where you just feel like you can like you, like you said there's institutions where you can take your children and have someone else take care of them that's better suited i agree she just reacted on an impulse right there like oh he doesn't want kids he's ending it this with me and snapped and said they gotta go but it's like, like that, you, love, you have children if you love your children that's not going to be your automatic thought i don't care what issues you have and it's terrible too like the the fact that this woman um you know the way she was raised or the way she came up being abused you know you can tell like we've talked about it too on the show before when you're raped or you're abused you either go there's no in between you either go sy- uh, super hypersexual or you go closed up to where when people put their arms around you, you freak out because you get flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. And I tend to the way she was in prison, like Gabby described, she I'm pretty sure she was a nympho. So she depended oh, yeah. on that sexual contact and sexual stuff. And maybe that played into it too. She couldn't be who she wanted to be with those kids around. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Cause if she the captain got in between and the other officer, <laughs> yeah. She probably tried to bribe them, like, hey, you know. And maybe those, were, maybe those are the only two that got caught. She could have been. I, I, I agree. It could have been more. Yep. Yeah, because she was definitely, she had those issues where she needed a man. Like, she needed that attention. Jeez. And she's going to be out with the And parole. what do you guys think? She has the possibility. That's She did get life imprisonment, but well, the possibility after 30 of years, now she can apply for parole. It depends on the snowflake system. If they're going to continue to say, well, she had mental issues, take all that other stuff mm-hmm. that Gabby described into a uh, question and just say, hey, you know what? She got a rough take. Let's give her a second chance. It's like, no, nah, you, you off ki- children. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. deserve a second chance. There's there's plenty of murders, unfortunately, that have been let out in this state alone that have right. done far worse that should still be locked up. I'm usually the one that leans on forgiveness and, you know, you know, kind of, hey, we don't know, and whatever, blah, blah, blah. You two over here are all off of their heads. But, <laughs> well, but, uh, on Gabby's one, off uh, with something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of y'all, cut them! <laughs> 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 uh, 
No, but on this one, I I might have to slide with you on that one, Todd. Because look, man, when it comes to kids, man, I, I have a soft spot, and and they don't know any better, you know. Yep. And you deliberately torture them. That's torture. For those who can't swim, I'm not a great swimmer. I can survive, but I, I I'm not really, you know. You throw me in the deep ocean, I could probably survive for a few minutes, and then after that, I'm, I'm drowning. To be underwater, submerged underwater, and there's nothing you can do. Locked that in torture. And those kids were in their seatbelts, like Gabby said. The other one was probably in their booster seats or whatever, and you know, strapped up. They could. You're a kid. You can't react. You're just sitting there. And for that to happen, like, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna. And, I can't let that one slide. I agree because look, it's not like a gunshot where it's it's just like instantaneously, instantaneously you're, yeah. you're gone i mean whether or not you d- you choose to believe their lungs weren't developed enough to last a few minutes they lasted a few minutes they, they lasted last at least one or two minutes yep so that's one or two minutes too long for those kids to be seeing what life they had in them pass away in front of them like you know what i mean mm-hmm. their life being flashed so yeah that's terrible what do you think yeah so it it just makes me mad it makes me really mad that I don't understand these things. This is what bothers me about the system. People get life because they feel that's what they deserve for the crimes they committed, right? Mm-hmm. Then if they're going to give a life sentence because you feel that's what they deserve, why even give them a parole chance then? That's stupid. Because in that case, if she does get it, she's out in 30 years. Then she did not pay with her life. She gets to have another life while her poor little kids didn't even make it far enough. I feel you on that one. I, can, I That's see your stupid point. to me. It, it is really stupid because uh, whether or not she comes out at the age of 40 or she comes out at the age of 60 or 70, like you said, she's still breathing. She can still mm-hmm. get her freedom. And whether she did 30 or 40 years, it doesn't erase what she did. It's still there that she's a convicted murderer. And mm-hmm. like you said, if they give her life, life should mean life. Not mm-hmm. life, but hey, someday if you're good, you can get out. That doesn't make yep. any sense. I, I agree with you on that one. Um, my other my other reasoning of why I, I agree with you both is how she tried to cover it up and blame it on somebody yeah. of another race. Knowing dang well they ain't going to find this man. But she put, she put the whole black people of South Carolina <laughs> on mm-hmm. notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, yeah, That's a show that of intent. Right she, she thought it out. I'm with you. She thought mm-hmm. it out. She's not stupid. That she thought that out. Yeah, she thought that out. She she knew what she was doing. I'm a single mom with two kids. It was easy to just make up a story and blame somebody else. Yep. And if they would have arrested a, let's say they arrested a young black man, she would have been like, yep, cool. That's him. All right, cool. Yeah, I think she. If they had, and they'd be like, we want you to look and see if this is the guy. She would have. Like, yep. She would have put on them tears, some actress tears. Oh my God, that's him. That man would have been locked up. We wouldn't have. He probably would have got definitely. I ain't gonna lie, especially in the South. Todd, you know about the South. Yeah, yeah. He he might have gotten the death penalty, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you on this. I have to agree with both of you guys on this one. I, I believe she should stay in life for that one, especially when you're involving the kids. Yeah. Well, if we're still here in 2024, November 4th. I know I'm gonna be watching that, and I want to know what the heck happens. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she comes south, and many people know about the story. I don't think she's safe, even if she comes south. They should keep each other anyway. I don't think so. I think she probably might want to stay in there. The thing is that the latest news on her is she has been having great behavior the entire time. Oh, jeez. So that is she's giving been her high her legs chances. Too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's giving her high chances of coming out. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should be cracking jokes like that. <laughs> All right. So, so that's that was the story of Susan Smith. Stupid, didn't deserve to be a mom. Kid killer. Kid killer. Baby killer. Baby killer too. So my next story. You guys ready for this one? Are you mad already? I'm a little upset on that one. That one yeah. got me a little upset because I'm I'm visualizing just. When you have kids, it hits you harder. Yeah, because I'm visualizing kids in a situation like that. We as adults would panic in a situation where if the car goes on yeah. water, we try to our best to survive. Like, oh my God, like, try to bust the window open. They couldn't do crap. That's true. All they could do was just sit there and just, <gasps> and then just have their lungs. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm pulling up a picture of her real quick before you start this other one. Mm-hmm. And she actually looks decent for her age right now. Yeah. Yeah, she's 49 now. And she looks fine. She wow. looks like a normal lady living out in the world, right? A normal mom just taking a picture. Yep. It's like, how can you look that normal when you know what you're there for? And how can you feel that you have a right to even apply to get out and get your freedom and deserve another chance? Ah, mm. jeez. Oh, I hate her. Yeah. You don't even know no, I hate her anyway. <laughs> Anybody that takes advantage of children in any way and ends their life or abuses them, I hate them. Dude, I'm with Todd though. Why she didn't just put him up for adoption? She, I'm look. I'm looking up these pictures real quick, and there's pictures of what Gabby was describing. She, her talking to the media, and then her in front of the media, and she looks like a nerd, and she also looks like someone that came off of the um, what's it called? Those people, the Amish. She looks like someone Amish, like very conservative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and not knowing her background, you wouldn't think she had the background she had until you see her mugshot, and then you're like, oh, okay, the yeah. mugshot makes sense. <laughs> but the yeah. way she was portraying herself, you're like, oh, poor <laughs> white woman, unbelievable. She looked like uh, Weird Al Yankovic in her mugshot. But her pictures now, she's all smiling. That's crazy. Ugh. Wow. Look, you're crying right there. Why are you crying? <laughs> Oh, if I could, if I could, I don't know what I'd be capable if I could. <laughs> She's like, look for all the black men in South Carolina. They did it. Well, the drawing, they have the sketch up here too. Oh my gosh. That was a horrible drawing, by the way. Terrible drawing. <laughs> they would have been looking for months. Ain't no black person in the world look like that. <laughs> no, you know what he reminds me of? What's that one that Bill Cosby did that show? Um, the PJ? No, 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 no. The other one, the cartoon one he did, a uh, Fat Albert. Oh, Fat Albert. He yeah, looks like yeah, a yeah. character what from Fat with Albert. <laughs> with the beanie. <laughs> They're all, let's ask Bill Cosby where that guy's been hiding. For real. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the next uh, case that Gabby has. Which one is this one about? Her name is Nanny Doss, and she's known for four different... She has four different names. Oh, so she got four different She's been referred to as Giggling Granny... The Lonely Hearts Killer is the most known. Black Widow mm. and Lady Bluebird. Mm. Beard. Lady Bluebeard. 
Lady Bluebeard? Yeah. Oh, how did man, she get no. that name? Yeah, I'm interested to know how she got so, that. I'll give you the other name. I mean, it's kind of going to give off a little bit, but she was called the Self-Made Widow. Okay. Oh. I think I know where this is going. Yes, sir. So she was born November 4th, 1905. Oh, we going back. This is really getting to me, and it's freaky because I'm a November one and it seems that a lot of these serial killers are from november like what the heck todd if anything <laughs> happens to me you know where to come <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to investigate <laughs> just look for the dates <laughs> okay especially, so. especially if you're castrated i'll know exactly who <laughs> you know with me if yeah. i'm missing some parts todd <laughs> let's go for her no <laughs> i'm not one of those novembers <laughs> Okay, so she was an American serial killer. She was responsible for 11 deaths. 11? God. And this duh. was between 1920s and 1954. What? So you already know her names, what people knew her as. And I'm not going to talk about her confessions yet. Let's talk about her early life. She was born November 4, 1905, as I said, in Alabama. Oh. As Nancy Hazel. To Lou and James Hazel. She okay. was one of five children. She had one brother and three sisters. Both her and her mother hated James, who was a controlling father and husband. So as we can see, also her bringing up has to do not really a happy household. Mm -hmm. He would force his children to work on the family farm instead of going to school. And so she had poor academic performance. Mm. At age seven, while the family was taking a train visit to relatives in South Alabama, she hit her head on a metal bar on the seat in front of her when the train suddenly stopped. For years, she suffered headaches, blackouts, and depression. There's she a brain blamed, There it yep. is. Well, she blamed these and the mental instability on that accident. Oh, During her childhood, you know, she liked reading romance magazines, and she would dream of her own future, you know, romantic. Mm-hmm. And her favorite part was the Lonely Hearts column. And I guess that's where she got her name, Lonely Hearts Killer. Mm. Her father forbade her and her sisters from wearing makeup or attractive clothing because he thought it would prevent them from being molested by men. And they couldn't go to dances. They couldn't go to social events. So they had a pretty sheltered and controlled household. Wow. So her first marriage was at age 16. She married a guy named Charlie Braggs, which was her co-worker at a linen factory. And with the dad's approval, she married after four months of dating him. Whoa, he that's was, interesting. Yeah. He was an only son of a single mother who continued living with them after they got married. Yeah. Okay. She wrote later, do you guys want me to read that already? I'll read it. Yeah, go ahead. Later on, she wrote about that. I married as my father wished in 1921 to a boy I only knowed about four or five months who had no family, only a mother who was unwed and who had taken over my life completely when we married. She never seen anything wrong with what she's done, but she would take spells. She would not let my own mother stay all night. So she had a bad view on her mother-in-law. She would take spells. Take spells. I don't know exactly what that means. Probably with witchcraft. Would Would you think? Hmm. Spells, unless you're talking about sleeping or maybe because she couldn't even write right, so it's kind of hard to understand. 
Oh yeah, that's right. She was how uh, much kind of illiterate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Bragg's mother took up a lot of his attention and limited Nanny's activities. So from going out from a controlling household, she got married, and now the mother-in-law is controlling them. That's a this recipe for a disaster. So they had four daughters, her and her husband, from 1923 to 1927. Dang, so she had them back to back to back to back. Dang. So she was already stressed out with four kids, so she started drinking and smoking, and then it became a heavy addiction. Both unhappy partners suspected that each other were being, you know... um, Infidelity. Yeah, there was infidelity, they were cheating, and Braggs would disappear for days. The Mm. husband. Mm-hmm. In 1927, they lost their two middle girls to suspected food poisoning. Wow. What? Soon after that, Braggs took the firstborn daughter and he left. He left um, the newborn, the baby, Florine, behind. So he just took the eldest one. And his mother died later. Nanny took a job in a cotton mill to support Florine and herself. And then the husband brought Melvina back in the summer of 1928. So around a year later. Mm-hmm. accompanied by a divorcee and her own child. Mm-hmm. Braggs and Nanny divorced, and Nanny took her two girls back to her mother's home. Braggs always maintained he left her because he was frightened of her. So he was scared of her, and that's why he left. Hmm. That's so now... Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying that's something to be scared openly of your mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. He was scared of her, but at the same time, it seems like at that point, the mother was the one who had the control. Mm-hmm. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess he suspected something else, and that's why. I see. So she remarried to Robert Franklin Harrelson. They met and married in 1929. So a year later. A year after her divorce. Mm-hmm. They lived in Jacksonville with Melvina and Florine. And after a few months, she discovered that he was an alcoholic and he had a criminal record for assault. Despite that, they actually lasted 15 years married. Wow. Mm. So now she has grandchildren at this point. Melvina, the eldest, she gave birth to Robert Lee Haynes in 1943 and another baby two years later, but that baby died. Mm. So exhausted from labor and groggy, Melvina thought that thought she saw her visiting mother stick a hat pin into the baby's head. <gasps> what? Yeah, what? That's, that's what she thought she saw, that she stuck a pin on her baby's head. Oh, crap, what a twist. Her, yeah. When she asked her husband and sister for the clarification, they said that Nanny had told them that the baby was dead and that she noticed she was holding a pin up. The doctors, however, couldn't give a positive explanation. Oh. So now the other baby's dead. So t- both of them died? Both so of her grandkids. the first one, and then the baby she had, that's the one that she... Oh. Thought she saw the mom put the pin on the head, but she said the baby was already dead. But in that it was holding a pin up. What? Wow. But the doctors couldn't give an explanation of exactly what had happened. So both of her grandkids are dead? Yeah. Wow. Why? So, I don't know. I think we're going to find out. I will continue and you'll find out. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm just <laughs> that's just... You threw me for a loop. I actually was thinking a sip of water. And when you said that, and I was like, what, what the hell? Where did that come from? 
That is so weird, right? Yeah. Well, they, she did say the mother-in-law was doing spells, so I don't know. Maybe it was... But this is Nanny. That's her. It that's was her, her mother-in-law that was spells. She's uh, dead already. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So the grieving parents ended up drifting apart, and then Melvina started dating a soldier. Nanny didn't like him. While Melvina was visiting with her father, after a nasty fight with her mom, her son Robert died mysteriously under Nanny's care. Mm. Oh, so you're right. That must have been the first baby then. Yeah. Oh, that was confusing. Well, now, yeah. Now you know both are dead. <sighs> On July 7, 1945, the death was diagnosed as asphyxia from unknown causes. And two months later, Nanny collected the $500 life insurance she took out on Robert. Wow. Okay. Asphyxia, that's when, uh, like, like uh, you're choked like, out. Yeah, choked, right? Yeah, or, or someone like like covers your face with a pillow or something. Yeah. Mm. So, Harold and her husband died in 1945. Japan surrendered to the Allied powers at the end of World War II, and he was among the most robust partiers. After an evening of heavy drinking, he raped Nanny. What? The next day, she discovered his corn whiskey jar buried in the ground and she tended to the rose garden. The rape had been the last straw of her. So she took the jar, chopped it off with rat poison as a result, and he died that evening. Dang. Wow. So she poisoned him and he's dead. Okay. I don't blame her on that one, but I mean, she, she put justice in her own hands very quick. You could probably call the police. Mistake me, you know, if if I'm mistaken, you could still call the police at that time, correct? I mean, you could have reported something before. I mean, yeah, it. if she had been raped and this is like 1940s, 1950s, I don't well, know if it would have been taken that serious because he was a soldier. <laughs> They'd have been like, do you know what he's done for this country? Yeah, I don't think that, I don't know. In my opinion, she might not have been able to get away with it but at the end of the day like that would have been where at least they would part you know they would at least yeah. have him leave and stuff like so I don't know she she couldn't take it anymore so and she's already twisted at this point she's very twisted Ugh. Yeah. because she's here's the babies dying with no explanation and I'm gonna say they are definitely attributed to her and I have my doubts on her own daughters being dead Mm. I have to agree with you on that one. So she snapped at this one, and that was it. She killed him. So this is this is death number one for sure. Possible death number two with the grandkid. Or three. Yeah. Or yeah, three. Possible three now. Wow. Both grandkids. Both grandkids and this guy. One for sure. Though. Yes. So later she remarried again. She met her third husband. Arlie Lanning through another Lonely Hearts column while she traveled to Lexington, North Carolina. Mm. She married him three days later. Uh, it was that good, I guess. He was also an alcoholic womanizer. Wow. Um, but in this marriage, Nanny was often the one who took off. She would leave for months on end. But when she was home, she played the doting housewife. And when he died of what was said to be heart failure, townspeople supported her at his funeral. Mm. So he's dead now, too out of a heart failure. Oh, the heart failure, all right. Soon after, 
the couple's house, which had been left to Lanning's sister, her husband's sister, it burned down. But the insurance money went to Nanny, who quickly banked it, and after the mother died in her sleep, Nanny left North Carolina and ended up at her sister's Dovey's home. (sighs) Dovey was bedridden, and after Nanny's arrival, she died. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, there's just deaths all around. Angel of death right here. She's she's the plague. Death in her husband's family. So obviously that was no coincidence. I mean, her husband died and the house was left to his sister. She was not going to have that. So I'm sure she burned to the house so she could get the insurance. What what I want to know with this woman so far, um, maybe you know or not, uh, depending on what they said on the story or your research. Mm-hmm. I, what I don't get is in the 40s or 50s when this took place and she's collecting the money what's she exactly spending it on I mean is she that twisted to put a price tag on someone's person as far as their being number one and number two what is she buying it's like not like she could buy Lamborghinis and like right? <laughs> where's the end game of this you know what probably I mean probably buying top hats somewhere <laughs> say what she was spending her money on she's like Nordstrom's is going to be mine one day <laughs> <laughs> hey, we wrong for that, man. I know. I just don't get it. You know. It doesn't say what she was spending her money on. I'm just gonna guess that's how she was living on her life because it's surely clear that she didn't have a job. She didn't work. Probably traveling. You know, yeah, luxurious things. She would leave. You know. Living double lives. I don't know. Why couldn't yeah. why couldn't she just sell drugs or do stuff like that? Oh, right. Like why'd she have to off people like that? It sucks. So do you guys think it stops here? Like I don't think so. I think it, it continues. Yeah. What about her relationships? What do you think? Happens? I think she finds maybe marriage number seven. And <laughs> I, I'm I'm telling you. She's gonna lose a bunch more. I think she's gonna get married again. And then that man's gonna get killed some way. And then I, I think she just continues marrying. Well, note to, note to guys in the 1940s and 50s, don't get on the Lonely Hearts Club because <laughs> Craigslist from back in the day, and stop being drunk when you're writing them letters because mm-hmm. you get you get hung up on one of these marriages and you're dead like in months apparently. Easy. Yeah. Jeez. So she did. She did look for another husband after that. What I tell you? She joined a dating <laughs> service called the Diamond Circle Club. Get out. And she met Richard L. Morton of Jamestown, North Carolina. They married in 1952 in Kansas. Wow. He didn't have a drinking problem, but he was adulterous. Okay. So before she poisoned him, she poisoned her mother, Louisa, in 1953. Her own mother, right? Her own mother. Okay. And then Morton died three months later. So she killed her own mom, and then she killed her husband three months later. May 19, 1953. Wow. Boy, this woman wore a lot of black on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jeez. My question is this. Okay. I know it was the 40s or 50s, whatever it may be. But coincidence didn't exist just in our generation. Didn't nobody not see that? Dang. <laughs> Everybody's dying around Every this woman. Every husband she's had is dead, and now she keeps getting married. Right. Like, I'd have been like, look at here, man. I'm not the smartest pie in the bunch, but this is the fourth man in the marriage. This woman that had died. 
not yeah man, that's don't. the thing nobody's looking into her life because she's moving and she's killing people in her family who's gonna pin anything on her see the way matt sounded like that he he sounded the way he talked sounded like someone from south carolina like, <laughs> like, like a black gas station manager like you know the talking town is and then you're telling me like a uh, white hillbilly over there and i'm like well i'll tell you you know sometimes people have bad luck you know <laughs> that happens i'm like shooting down your like theories your theories are like on point you know <laughs> man right like come on somebody must have been putting a trail on her like why is every man she married dying all of a sudden who? Yeah, you're like investigate. You're like investigating. I'm like, well, just let her live. You know, she's had a tough time. You know, like, <laughs> we, I know what we should do. We should make her a pie and deliver it, and then maybe bring her some flowers. That'll cheer her up. So this woman just lost another husband. Let her be. Let her grieve. <laughs> this is husband number six. <laughs> What's wrong with you, boss? What's wrong with you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> You guys are too much. I'm just saying, like, it don't make sense. Okay, I'm sorry. Good, good to you. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so you would think that's the end of it. That's the fourth husband that's gone. Let me guess. Number five is right around the corner. She married Samuel oh, Goff of Tulsa, Oklahoma, good in God. June 1953. Good God. So only a month later, after killing her husband, she married another. Jeez. Wow. Doss was a Nazarene minister who had lost his family in a tornado in Arkansas. Oof. Samuel disapproved of the romance novels and the stories that she loved. In September, Samuel was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. Mm. The hospital diagnosed him with severe digestive tract infection. Not cool. He was treated and he was released on October 5th. So he survived to that infection. It took a whole month, but now he's out. He died October 12th, 1954. So how long was that? Like oh, what? About a year later. A year later? Nanny killed him that evening in her rush to collect two life insurance policies she took out on him. Wow. Okay, so she's also rushing to get the money. Is That's that what not, I'm saying. Is that not a red flag? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. How and, did and, not and know what... the thing. She's the one taking out the policies on the members. That's what I'm saying. Somebody should have been. The government. Should... Government. The government should have <laughs> should have put a track on her. Like, what's how is this woman keep getting all these life insurance and 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 getting all this money and everybody's dying? Yeah. God. <laughs> like they don't want to invest. Should be the prosecutor. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I normally I'm I'm slow on these crime things. Y'all two are the but. But come on, I can, <laughs> I, can I can see this. Stevie Wonder saw this. And he, <laughs> Hey, honey, can you make her another pie? She done Give lost another, another pie, husband. Honey. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> she making me mad, Todd. <laughs> so his sudden death alerted the doctor who ordered an autopsy. This doctor finally said, wait a minute. That's too sudden. He's fine. Like, and So he ordered an autopsy on him, mm -hmm. and it revealed a huge amount of arsenic in his system. Mm. Mm. Nanny was promptly arrested. So finally somebody saw something and did something. Thank goodness. That was Matt's grandfather, by the way. <laughs> Heather, his name was Hezekiah Miles, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so she did confess to killing four of her husbands, her mother, 
her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. Wow. The state of Oklahoma centered its case on Samuel Doss. Nanny Doss was prosecuted by Howard Edmondson, who later became governor in Oklahoma. She pleaded guilty on May 17, 1955, and she was sentenced to life imprisonment. What? Not death? They I'm did sucked. not pursue the date penalty due to her sex. You mean the death penalty? Oh, come what did on. I say? The date penalty. I said death. Oh, it's not like you said date. <laughs> Only because she was a woman. Because she was a woman, they didn't pursue it. Now, if that was Joan of Arc, we wouldn't have had this discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lighter, lighter up like they did those uh, witches over there in uh, Boston and uh, Salem. Man. Or, That's why I'm shocked. It was the 50s. like. Or electrocutor. Come on. Something. I agree. That pisses me off. It's like, if a, if I don't care if you're a female, if you're capable of doing such horrendous things, you deserve to die. Oh, so, if, so if his name was Leroy Smith. Oh, yeah. You know, we already know what this would have been. You wouldn't even be on death row long enough. Good God. Yeah. So he was never charged with the other deaths in the family. I don't believe it. And in my opinion, she killed everybody else. I believe it. I would have pinned those deaths on her because obviously she was capable of it and family didn't stop her. Her mm. own sister, her own mother, her grandkids, come on. Did they at all, like, did they, do you know if they were able to dig up the other bodies to maybe check if they had poisoning too or they just it, took her word? They, they just, because I guess there was no proof of those. These are the ones she confessed to and those were long ago. She oh. just wasn't charged with them. They had nothing on that. I see. Okay. So, well, she got her death penalty, and I'm sure she suffered, but unfortunately it wasn't how we wanted. Ten years later, she died of leukemia in the hospital ward of the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Ten years? So she only did ten years? She only did ten years? Yep, that's all she did, and then she died. Well, wow. the only thing, I mean, obviously, we have to put the disclaimer out there, or at least I have to, and, and you've done it, you guys have both done it too. You never want to wish death upon anybody, no matter who they are or whatever. But these are special circumstances. And I just hope that at the time, you know, back then that she suffered, you know, like, you know, how you when, oh, come on, when, Tom. no, I'm serious. Like, like when, when, when other people like the night stalker we talked about got the lymphoma, you know, and, and he, he passed away in, in prison, you mm. know, you kind of hope that he went out in a bad way. Like you hope he yeah. suffered. And do you think not to cut you off, but do you think, the wardens and, and the, the bailiffs and all this stuff, do you think they don't really help them as much? Like, perfect example, like her. She she died of leukemia, right? Yeah. Do you think they tried to give her medicine or they just was like, you know what? Nah. Well, by the state, they have to provide medical. I'm just hoping they gave her half-ass medical. Like <laughs> nothing, nothing like nothing that was obviously going to make any kind of like comfort for her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just give her the standard type stuff. Is what I'm trying to say because gotcha. I think I think what Gabby's talking about and same thing that were, would have happened in her previous um, case had that woman suffered some terminal type thing. I, me as a warden, I wouldn't give her anything special really. I'd just be yeah. like, hey, sit in the firm infirmary and you don't get to see TV and we're just giving to give you what they tell us to give you and that's it. I know you two would have just looked at it. Help! I'm I'm sick. Turn the radio up. <laughs> y'all jacked up, man. I know y'all. <laughs> I'd have been on break, lady. Call me at three. <laughs> I'd have been like, hey, hey, yo, Gabby, uh, Wheel of Fortune's on right now. Let's go check out. <laughs> I'm over there, so I'm, lady. What do you need? What do you, Todd, Gabby? 
So uh, what, what time you going? <laughs> Use a vowel. Use a vowel. <laughs> Y'all two over here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think she suffered. I mean, leukemia is not something whatever. That is true. She, that is definitely painful. That is end, true. So. It well, can be and it can't be. It depends <clears throat> how fast it takes you. But I hope in her case, like I know I have no right to, but it, this pisses me off and I hope she did. It's jacked up. <laughs> Do you I, think she, I think she killed the other ones that won. I think won. she killed her two daughters. Yep. And I think she killed the other grandson. Yeah, I'm with you on that. What, what do you, um, how did she get her, her nickname, Giggling Grandma? I don't know. It doesn't say how the names came. Oof. She must have been something fun to talk she about. She must have been very, very... Because uh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking up her pictures right now, and and every one of them, she's smiling like she would be anybody's grandma. Like even well, there's the giggling while she's in a while she's in custody, she's smiling like like a big happy smile on her face. Yeah, on Lady Bluebeard, there is a note on there, and it says Bluebeard is a French folktale, the most famous surviving version of which was written by Charles Perrault. Mm-hmm. Um. The tale, the tale tells the story of a wealthy man in the habit of murdering his wives. So that's why they called her Lady Bluebeard. Like she was a female oh. version of that man. Oh, I get it. Because mm. she murdered her husband. The other ones don't have notes on them. That's just the names that she has. And the newspaper is the one that named her self-made widow. She, yeah, I could see that. Wow. I see that. All the giggling came from her interviews with police. She she couldn't stop laughing when she was telling the tale of her. Oh, Dude, that's, that's sadistic right there, man. The Jolly Black Widow, the note says, a serial killer is typically a person who murders three or more people, uh-huh. usually in service of abnormal psychological gratification. With the murders taking place over more than a month and including a significant period of time between them. Ooh. It has to do something with the manner she... While most authorities set a threshold of three murders, others extended to four or less than it to two. So that's why she got the the Black Widow one. But at the same time, it says the Jolly Black Widow because clearly she was happy. <laughs> Something wrong with that lady. Good God. Well, she's not on Earth no more. No, she's not. Thank goodness. I mean, she would have passed away anyway because she was 1905 she was born. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah she'd have been dead by now. But still, she there would have been a chance she could have lived to like the yeah. 80s or something, you know? Yeah. That's true. That's true. And she looks like a regular grandma. She does. She sure wasn't. There's there's pictures here with with her Kirby. with her daughter her. and the kids. Just a regular jolly happy grandma. Wow. She looked like the type that would bake your cookies and pie. Yes. But I wouldn't eat it. You know, I I hate to say it, but she she kind of looks like my great grandma. Oh. Yeah, she kind of does look like like my great grandma from my mom's oh, I side. Thought. Oh. I'm serious. <laughs> she does. The the picture without glasses, she looks just like her. Yikes. She was young. She was young, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. She's a real monster. Some men probably never saw it coming either. Like, nope. No heart. Wow. 
I, I but I'm look I'm I haven't heard this story before but I'm that's why he threw me for a loop that blew me away when you pulled when you pulled out the tidbit about the the needle and the baby I was like yeah. dude right there death penalty yep <laughs> <laughs> right there dude for real yes, like, for real who thinks of those weird things and, and she messed up her daughter for life though like like mm-hmm. I mean she well she killed the daughter right after did she, she or killed her her sister oh her sister okay but the daughter was messed up for life after that obviously losing two kids mm-hmm I mean oh my that's sickening that's just yeah that gets me yeah. more than anything you see these are two cases that pissed me off already <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and don't blame me this time Ty. <laughs> yeah, it's not your fault it's not your... it's Gabby's <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything to you. <laughs> These goddamn women. <laughs> I know since I started off with a female, I figured the second one has to be another female. I, I still I don't believe I, I, I I'm with you both on this one. She still should have got the death penalty. I don't care if she was a female, if she identified as a female, or if she thought she was female. It don't matter what okay. what sex you are, if you do something heinous like that. You deserve the death penalty. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there's the stories, guys. Two who are capable of, even though it's not said and she didn't claim the deaths of her two daughters, I believe she's guilty. I believe it. I believe it. But both of these women were capable of killing their own blood. Mm. What's that term? They use it now. Oh, uh, family annihilator. It's one that mm. you know, you know, turns a you know weapon on the, the family, offs them and their self or whatever, or mm-hmm. just takes out their own family. This yeah, this is a case of family annihilator right here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. She's crazy. Nobody was safe. No, sir. No man was safe on this one. Nope. Unfortunately, children too. Yeah. Well. That was our story for today. We had a two-parter, uh, two stories. Thank you, Gabby Gab, for breaking that down for us. No problem. Yes, and uh, that will be it for our show today. If you guys like what you heard, you know what to do. Just follow our page on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in the gr- the Grinding True Crime Podcast, and you can find us there. You can also listen to us if you're driving. Uh, just type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. And now, once again, we made the announcement earlier. We are officially on Pandora. You can you can find us there as well. Listen to our previous recordings that we've done in the past. So with all that being said, this is Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today. Gabby Gabby. And the other host of the show. Todd Fox. And we are signing out. Toodles. Peace.